I was listening to the Saturday Night uh, CMS, and yeah, yeah. Neely was pretty bummed out about Robbie Knievel. Yeah. As was I. I actually hung out with Robbie Knievel. Yeah, tell that story, dude. I did not know back. this. Yeah, it, you know, you guys were talking about how he got gotten some accident with his motorhome. Yeah. Uh, I, I partied with him in that motorhome. <laughs> nice. I don't know if it happened the same day that accident, but it sounds like it was around that around that time period. Now, where did he live? Where I don't I don't know nothing about him. Was I don't Vegas? know. I don't. I think he did live in Vegas. To be honest, I think okay. he did, but this didn't occur. I think we were somewhere like South Dakota or something like that. Okay. And he had his mobile home out there, his trailer, sure. and. Next thing I knew, he was going to like MC the show and we were hanging out. Uh, as you can see behind me, I got the uh, Evil Knievel. With the big white wind-up crank on it. Hell yes. That's right. Now, you also see up here uh, Ideal. Yes. Okay. My Uncle Eddie Kafiro worked for Ideal in the 1970s. Oh, no kidding. Look at that. So, so he, I he got on the team. I got all the cool shit. <laughs> I got all the evil Knievels. They even had a bad guy, evil Knievel, called the Midnight Marauder. <laughs> and I remember he was like, here you go, Eric. This one isn't even out yet. This one's a bad guy called the Midnight Marauder. A you Midnight know? Marauder. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember that. And uh, he was all in black. Uh, but yes, as you can see for the kids at home, this was a wind-up evil Knievel. I recently saw Zach Wilde playing with this fucking thing, and it was hilarious. He had he made a, a video where he had all this goofy stuff set up to jump. And okay. He had, he had his evil Knievel out, and Zach jumped the evil Knievel, and it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but I remember as a kid, I was still pretty young when this thing came out. I wasn't too good at zipping it. My mom has a funny story where where the whole family was watching me try to play it. And I couldn't, the thing kept tipping over and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Cause I'd always, my mom cussed all the time. So as a little kid, I cussed too. Right. <laughs> um, so flash forward, we're playing this event and I'm hanging out with a legend, Robbie Knievel. Sure. You know, his dad was obviously the more well-known. The legend. Yeah. The legend. Mm -hmm. But Robbie actually did all of his dad's jumps, did the jumps even his dad didn't do, didn't yeah. pull off. And so Robbie is a legend too. And I, I, I'm glad that he dedicated his life to keeping, keeping the name, that going. uniform going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, dude, right? and, the, and the weirdest thing is that there, you know, Neely and I did this, I don't know, six, eight months ago, maybe a year, might've been two years because COVID time, but there was a guy during the pandemic at some point that did one of the jumps, like, like he's like a stunt guy now. And that's me. Believe me when I tell you the way I'm telling you this kind of tells the story. Cause okay. I have no idea who the guy is. I don't remember his name. He made the jump, but I know even like Neely watched it. Like I was not, it's a weird thing with the, with evil Knievel. He was he was a big mainstay on Wide World of Sports. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday for Wide World of Sports, that was me and my dad's thing together. 
We would watch that. We would watch uh, James Green, the boxer that was also locked up in prison. You know, we would watch that guy. They would take the cameras into the prison to watch him fight guys and stuff. It was crazy. Whoa. But why World of Sports? The intro to that show was all you wanted to see because you watched the sports hoping for the crash. And the agony of defeat. That's what you wanted. You wanted every skier to fall. You wanted every high oh, yeah. jumper to fucking break their break their stick and fall on their back. Dude, evil when evil can evil crashes at was it Caesar's Palace? Yeah, yeah. Um, we gotta show a couple of these, man. I don't I'm know. Gonna, you should I'm look up a few while we're talking about it. Right now. Cool. Um, he looks like a toy. <laughs> He's flopping oh, yeah. around. He looks like he, he looks, looks like, like a, a stretch armstrong hitting the hitting the street. The best agony of defeat I remember from the 70s was the skiing one. It was some high jump ski that the guy, you see him lose the ski, and you know it ain't going to end good. And that, right now. Yeah, they'd, they'd take a pounding. I don't know when worldwide uh, sports ended. Yeah, I don't, I don't, probably in the 80s at some point, but, but I mean, it was, it was always horrible when these guys wiped out. So, so with Robbie, you know, it was, you know, you would think this was uh, kind of a biker convention, biker fest thing going sure. on. And I don't, I wish I rode my motorcycles, but I don't. And I wish I could have talked to him about motorcycles, you know, but the only thing I had to talk about was toys. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> toy, right? So I was like, hey, man, yeah, I had, I had your dad's, uh, oh, I always put the wrong finger. I had your dad's toy, you know, and you rewind it. <laughs> and then he kind of tripped me out for a second because he was like, oh, yeah, because uh, that's funny because a lot of people say that, you know, because I did the winding thing. He goes, a lot of people say they do the push thing. Right. And I go, shit, is that what the thing did? No, I was like, is he going to think I'm full of shit? <laughs> but it was this. It did, It was a maybe you do at the end push it to make it go. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. You probably had to. to you probably had to push some kind of a release so that the tires could start turning you know or start you yeah. know because something had to engage the something had to engage the little motorcycle to make it go. unless you got it to a certain speed and it just took off but yeah i think that I, maybe it did have something like that but i mean i certainly remember the oh yeah and they had other toys too i mean they tried to sell the snake river rocket yeah that wasn't as good although i i will admit i had the i had the motorcycle guy like, like you have behind you Mm -hmm. And I took him off the motorcycle and I taped him to one of those, one of those rockets that you filled with water and you pumped with air. Oh yeah. And I used to shoot him around the yard. I would just pump it up and, and I used to pretend awesome. that my yard was the snake river Canyon. And meanwhile, I just had evil Knievel taped to it. And I did. I, I remember those rockets though. I, I was allowed to have the water one. I wanted yeah, a real fucking had, rocket. My, my friends in the seventies had pretty cool rockets. Some kids on the block. One of them, one of the rockets like takes a picture when it gets to a certain right. height. But the funniest thing is you notice like in society, people always reference rocket scientists They're like, Oh, it ain't rocket science. And I always like think back, uh, man, we're making rockets. When we're like nine. Oh yeah, dude. Let me, just, let me just tell you one of my horrible stories. I was always, I was always like on the way to getting burned because I was always playing with fire and shit. So it's, it's not surprising that I ended up in a horrific burn accident because I really was playing with fire all the time. But one of the first things I did 
was I stole a bottle of my dad's Brute by Fabergé. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah. And it used to come in a green plastic bottle. So you, you know it was quality then because it came in a green plastic bottle. <laughs> so I remember I took this Brute by Fabergé and I, I um, cut the bottom, like I stuck a pinhole in the bottom of it and I stuck a string in it and I lit it and this, and I wedged it in like a V spot on a tree just to see what would happen if it would blow up or something. <laughs> and so I lit it and this thing act, you know, there was, um, what do you, what do you call it? A uh, cologne dripping down oh, the Chris. string. And oh, you, what happened? I don't know. I, it looked like we both got booted for a second. Yeah. Well. Maybe we're not supposed to tell these horror stories, I guess. I don't yeah, know. like Brute by Faber's Nasal. Oh, no, you don't, guys. Yeah, you stop it. <laughs> so but wait, no. you go, let's back up here. All so right. what year is this? 76, 77, 78, somewhere in there. I was a kid. Okay. I was a little so kid. So you have Brute by Faber's Day, the green stinky bottle. Yes. You you stick it in a tree, and you're trying to blow it up with what weapon? What are you using? I'm using I just put a piece of string in the bottom of it. I cut, I like drilled like a nail hole or something in the bottom. And I stuck a string in it, and this and the brute was dripping down the string. Okay. So then I lit the string, expecting it to go up to you know the fire to go up into the bottle and blow it up. Sure. It didn't blow it up. It shot this shit like a rocket. I don't know why, but it just was all of a sudden like, and boom! It took off and it fucking lit the tree on fire That's because a great it was story, Chris. Because it was spraying the shit all over the place. I was like, what you know, the fuck. You know, my cat just bit me really hard. Good. Um, That's what you get for having a cat. <laughs> um, we used to make bombs and stuff too as little kids. And it's funny to hear you say that. Times have really changed, haven't they? Yeah. My friends, we were the young, we had uh, a couple of like five, six, seven year olds, and then a couple of like nine, 10, 11 year olds. Uh, the five, six, and seven-year-olds were in charge of making the fuse, so we had okay. to go through our, our garages and find stuff that we could make a fuse for the pipe bombs where we decided we were going to go build a blow-up in the woods Sure, in New Jersey. So we basically took you know every chemical we could find in our parents' garage and just basically did a whole you know, R&D project. You know? Oh, yeah. What burns the fastest? What's, you know... <laughs> And it was so fucking dangerous looking back on it. The stupid oh, shit we would do. Dude, we in in the town I grew up in, there was a little strip mall, but it was like the hub of the town. It was a little tiny fucking town. And behind it at that time, there was no development. It was just woods. So me and my friends, we had our little tree. You know, like we had a tree and we had found a... um I don't know, like a bucket seat from an old truck or something. And we built ourselves a fort, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't in the, in the wood or like in the tree. It was like next to a tree or something. It was on the ground. And that was where we used to hide all our playboys was underneath, underneath the bench thing that we found the, the bucket seat. And right. you know, that was just what we would do. And then uh, there were other cliques of, of kids and they all had their little tree forts too. And, right. you know, spread out in this one area of woods. And that was like a thing was we used to go and we used to raid each other's forts 
and steal everybody's nudie magazines because everybody right. had their nudie I told magazines. You about, there was an older kid, and I told the story on one other episode where I said a, a kid in the woods had showed me my first pornographic magazine, which is sure. pretty little concerning. But uh, his, <laughs> I forgot to say his name. His name was Burp. Burp? Burp. And Burp could burp the whole alphabet. <laughs> that was his thing. He was like, <clears throat> what a skill. Like, yeah, but he had showed me that kids close your ears, but the, the magazine was called X-Rated Shaved and then the P word Nice on there. And it was disgusting and I was horrified and it was the first time I saw. How old were you? Oh my God, I was probably only like six, yeah. six or seven. And it was I was just kind of horrified at what I was looking like. It looked like uh, I was staring down some the the throat of somebody's mouth close up but it was <laughs> something else and it had a little dangly thing there and i was like yeah. what is that are tonsils yeah like, yeah when, when when you were young when i was young none of it looked looked attractive to me no pussy looked gross titties even worse even were even worse were cock even titties at that point i was like eh. oh i've always loved titties i don't know we used to know, chase I, girls in the woods and, and squeeze. We used to, you know, like it, I said, it wasn't until I put my hands on some that I started to appreciate them. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it, it was, it wasn't until then. I still remember that girl's name. That girl's name was Christy Keg and Keg, had, you know, K E G G. And she had big old tits for a Did fucking, you tap the keg, Chris? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should say that or not. I think she might be a Facebook friend. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> good man, good man. But yeah, no, I um, it, it was just one of those you know things with the porn that was kind of in that time, and and maybe you were different, maybe you're the same. In that time, I don't think we even thought about it as porn. We just thought of it as something we weren't allowed to have. Yeah. It, it really wasn't like, oh, man, I got I to gotta see this. This girl's got double Ds. Or, you know, there was none of that going on at 10 years old. At 10 years old, it was like, hey, man, I stole this from my dad's drawer, man. How cool is that? <laughs> it was cool. We, but I remember wanting whatever we could get our hands on, even if it was like a deck of cards with nudie girls on oh, yeah. it. Or, uh, one, I had a you uncle. Could turn the pens that you could turn over and the, the oh. bikini would fall off <laughs> totally like okay that'll do um i remember we i had an uncle we visit sometimes i knew he had like a playboy stash so i'd act i'd act like i was playing on the floor then i would like sneak over there right try to get a peek at those i i was notorious for like looking at the scrambled porn channel on uh, TV <laughs> in the 80s, you know, it was like no, for a that. second, it would like you could see something. It was like, I saw Titty, I saw Titty. Yeah. And then it would go back to. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just remember, no. dude, you're bringing up awful memories for me. What I remember is the cable box that we had. It was this brown box. It had these push button channels, I guess you would call them. And there was only about 15 channels total. Right. And the last three were the ones that you had, they were like the. What did they call that at that time? It wasn't pay-per-view. It was um, closed caption channels. Or I think it was something like that. Closed caption or something. It was not called pay-per-view. It had another name. Okay. And I just remember I would, on the side of that, it had like an adjuster thing in case your video wasn't like centered in your TV. 
And I just hmm. remember we would put it on the scramble channel and then we would fuck with the, the adjuster thing, trying to see a tit, just like you yeah. just trying. And I still remember the first movie I ever saw a tit in that I remember seeing a tit in was the movie Barbarella. Remember that oh, movie? That, yeah, that, that was great. You know, and, and there's a scene she's like, comes across like a screen or something like she's floating people. across. Right. Yeah. And, and she's, she's topless or whatever. And I just remember I'm like, just for one second, we could see her like clear enough to see her boob. And we were like, Oh man, that's great. And then it went squiggly again. And I'm like, I'm working that thing. Like I word my own dick, you know, I'm, I'm like, ah, I gotta get it back. I gotta get it back. <laughs> we got Bush. We got Bush. Exactly. I was Eventually trying nerd. so hard to get this stupid tit back on screen. <laughs> God, we were stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was goofy, but kids nowadays, well, there's no effort involved at all. No, there's really nope. not. Yeah. Dude, they don't even have to buy their device to watch their porn. That's the worst part. You know, even, even the, even the device, like, dude, when you were a kid, did you ever have somebody that got their hands on like an eight millimeter movie? Okay. There, I'm just going to say my friend's dad. Okay. Had, had, uh, he had an eight millimeter. He had the real, the real shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, mm -hmm. and he, and he had a couple movies he had an old like kind of Godzilla movie called The Claw. Okay. <laughs> like about the bird. Right. And then and then he had another one that was like some dirty movie on there. But it was funny because we had to like put the the reels on the thing to watch it. It was a silent, it was like a right. silent film. <laughs> and that thing, you know, you can get in trouble if they caught you because that's a lot, a lot of shit you had to break down. You know what I right. mean? If you're if you're watching going through your parents' shit. And then later, uh, you know, the dads had the VHS. Collection. Oh yeah. Well then it was easier. Then it, once it got to VHS, then it was easier to get, to get porn. But when we were little, there was no getting porn. You, you know, you, sure. you would see it in a magazine or something and a magazine in the woods. Yeah. And man, if somebody had a video, I can remember, dude, we had this video. This is so stupid. I can't believe I'm thinking of this dumb shit. We had a we had a video and it it probably wasn't a minute and a half long. It was one of them little reels about that big. You know, just a little small little reel, right? And we sat on this thing. We we would hold it up to the sun trying to see the the pictures in the in the film. You right. know, you know, we would try that and then we we tried everything. We're doing it with magnifying glasses so that we could see it better and you know we would do all this stupid shit and i remember one year i was up in in rhode island at my grandparents house and my grandfather had me helping him clean out his garage and he was throwing away an old eight millimeter projector uh -huh. and i was like grandpa you gotta let me have that i need it for school yeah <laughs> and he was show and tell and he agreed and gave it to me and that's actually how i ended up getting caught with this fucking video i never got to watch the video because as soon as my dad saw that i would had such interest in a in a real in an eight millimeter projector he was like where's the video and I was like, what are you talking about, Dad? He's like, I know you have pornographic material. Where is it? 
And, and I ended up having to give it to him. I had to give him the tape. I never, or the, the real, I never watched it. But my dad was playing fucking Inspector Gadget and figured it out just from just from oh, me you know wanting what? He had to have been in a similar situation himself because that was more his childhood technology, right? I mean, well, I wish he was here to ask because there's a part of me that thinks maybe he had his own reels. That's right. He's like, finally, I wanted to I go and relive my old yeah. porn childhood. And maybe he wanted the projector. I mean, That's it, it could have been that he might have wanted the projector <laughs> so he could watch his own porn. Because you could have had it for something else, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he he knew right away. 